welcome to the Six Again podcast, your new destination for all things NRL. Here to bring you everything from team news to best bets are your hosts, Adam Hoy and Jared Mutton. Let's kick off. Welcome to the Six Again, guys. Jared is back from his little hiatus. We're up to episode ah. 45. And um, we'd like to say we missed you, Jared, but. Well, that all you got? So you going to stop just, there? Yeah, I was just uh-huh. going to stop there. I was letting you jump in on that one. Uh, all right. I thought, I thought you were actually going to give me a compliment about my oh, no, no. my knowledge of rugby league. Oh, yeah. That that, that was um, – I was going to say that, but then I was thinking back to Kieran's insightful analysis that he they brought to the table. How, what was that? What was his most insightful analysis? Yep. <laughs> Nah, good on you, Kieran. He did a great job filling in. Jerry uh, <laughs> just couldn't get back last episode. All that yeah, I, up Harvey Bay way. Um, yeah. The, it's like the retirement capital of Australia, isn't it? There in Canada. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it, there's nothing there. Nothing. nothing there but work. For all um, our overseas listeners, if you do come over here, Harvey Bay is pretty much known for whale watching and old people. Um, <laughs> Not much else. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so you probably, you probably skip by, but... Yeah, on the topic of overseas listeners, um, we want to welcome in. We've got our estimated audience sizes increasing every week. We're pushing 2,300 downloads now of streams off different podcast platforms. Just want to say a huge thank you to everyone who's um, continuing to support the show. And we're going to keep cracking on through the season. So... Um, yeah, thanks to everybody and hope you enjoy this one like like the rest. And um, pretty much all the news we've got have been more around signings and droppings um, yeah. players than, than anything else. But where do you want to start? Origin talk? It's never too early for origin, is it? What, what origin talk is there already? Are you going to piss me off with this? Oh, I doubt it's going to happen anyway, but... <laughs> League's always looking for stuff to talk about. So Kevin Walters is I think he has he has done every year for the last few years, kept the door open for Greg Inglis and Cam Smith to play Origin this year, due to it being at a different time of the year. Um and technically Inglis wouldn't have taken up his deal yet for Warrington. So the Super League's not going to take effect. Because yeah. he's not meant to be playing with them till twenty twenty one. Um Cam Smith if it is his last year, could be something he'll do at the end of the season, considering uh, what was one of his reasons last time. There's too much too much on the body or et cetera, et cetera, through the middle of the season. But if Melbourne make it to the grand final, he's only going to get a week break anyway. So, I don't know. Angry or not, Jared? Ah. Oh. <clears throat> I don't know. I'm not a fan of bringing him over from England, to be honest. I think that's crap. I, I, I think Inglis will still be here. Because he's still in Australia. I don't think he's actually gone over yet. To be honest, I think um, Inglis would be more of a detriment to the team than anything. Oh. He, hasn't played it. He, he He was... Have you seen him lately? <laughs> he, you haven't played in almost two years and you walk onto an origin field. 
Yeah. That is like zero it's to one thousand. Like... Very quick. And look, this is going to be really piss people off. Mm-hmm. But he was horrible in his last series for Queensland. No, he was. He was. He had like twelve. He was. He was just, leading up to that. Yeah, no, no, no. Like he, he was one of the most dominant players ever. Mm. I maintain he played two years too long. We and that's. I think it was his knees. They were busted, or his yeah. shoulder. Yeah. But at the um, moment, when, he's he, when he was captain, pretty solid. Yeah. When when he was captain. Yeah. That was like his worst series ever. He was just. He made a lot of mistakes. He wasn't as dominant. Um. Yeah, so I'm I'm not I'm not out to criticise Greg Inglis because he is Greg Inglis. I just don't think that'd be the right option for Queensland as far as putting him in an Origin game after not playing for two years. As far as Cameron Smith, um, he's still the best hooker in the world. Yeah. I doubt he will do it, to be honest. But you know, anything could happen. Because um, Warrington, like they know they're not getting him till 2021, but he's um, working out based off a program that the head of sports uh, performance or performance um, has sent over for him. So he's still in full training. He's lost a, a little bit of the weight that he was putting on. He looks pretty. Um, he's still only 33. His body's older than that, but that's his age. And yeah, if he he, he's been knocked around a lot. He's played. I think his record in a, in a season was close to... Well, his World Cup year was close to 40 games a year off top flight rugby league. So, And he did that, you know, five to six, seven times in his career, played 40 games. Mm. of. So his body body would be an absolute mess. And, um, well, I'd yeah, I'd, though, if they I think it's too much their abilities. Risk. I just think it's too much for a risk because there's no substitute for actual game time. Like I know, Inglis could play half as well as he can and still be better than any centre Queensland can pick. That's the downside for Queensland. Fuck you, have some faith, don't you? You hear the names that Kevin Walters were throwing up? <laughs> yeah. Michael Warren's mentioned... back this weekend. Oh, great. He mentioned <laughs> Gevisaki from the freaking Knights as being in... Oh, Shibasaki. Shibasaki. If he's... He did not. He just got dropped from Newcastle. Did he mention no. him? He mentioned him, and I'm like, if you're mentioning him, you are scraping. Okay, because we're gonna we 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 are not gonna have Latrell Mitchell. And <laughs> yeah, so I mean, like, he is that far ahead of all your centers by the looks yep. of it, and we're not even gonna pick him. Yep. So if okay. it said um, guys like Dane Gagai, and I see. Gamet Shibasaki is going to come back this weekend for Newcastle. Ra ra ra! I'm like, man, if Inglis is confident and fit, he walks on there as the best centre of either side. I want him on the field. Uh, no, not either side. Yeah, either side. Nah, Trevojevic would be ahead of him. No, nah, I'd pick Inglis over Trevojevic if he's coming back confident at full fitness. He's so. Uh, you and me very, very disagreed on Greg Inglis. <laughs> He's the greatest center that we'll ever see. No, I'm not denying that. I'm saying he's not he, anymore. No, he's not at that level anymore. But when he was at that level, he was so far ahead yes. of everyone that he could come down he was, to other levels. He was incredible. One of the best of it. Well, yeah, like you said, the best, the best center I've ever seen. And he's and you got to remember, he also played. He also won a grand final at five eight, and also won a game, grand final at fullback. 
So he he was the elite of elite. I wouldn't say he's immortal status, but he was incredible. He's immortal. He, he'll be an immortal, damn straight. But 100%. the thing about it is he hasn't played in two years. Um, there's no substitute for game time, like I said. No, there is. And it's look, three games, not 12 or 14. Yeah, but he's going to take the third game to get to fully game fit. And by yeah, that right. point, it's probably all gone. It still comes back to my point. He's still better than anything Queensland, anyone Queensland could pick. Oh, you'll be right. Just, you know, pick, pick a... We can use that one as a centre. Freaking look, the, the reality is I wouldn't be surprised if you pick, you know, Bradman best. For Queensland, is he a Queenslander? Oh. No, but neither is neither neither is Greg Inglis. But what the fuck? Uh, so uh, n- knowing you guys, you'd probably pick a. Hey, Arthur like Beats and played for New South Wales for like however many years. Yeah, why wouldn't he? They won for sixty yeah. years in a row. Yeah. Point is that you guys checked. Moving on. <laughs> uh, signings. Um, so I think the most. We're going straight into signings. Um, oh, is there anything else? Because I want to talk um, about Brad Arthur. I'm stoked about that for Parramatta. Hey, that's a quick one. Here, go for that one. Yeah, so do you know what? The reason I'm so stoked for them is is because they only signed into the 2022. So um, when you look at teams like Dragons, um, Penrith, mm. I think recently... Um, you know, other teams that were struggling in the last couple of years, Dragons especially put McGregor on, I think they gave him a four-year contract. Mm. And they went, look, here's your team for the next four years. Um, and then they started doing bad, and now they're looking to have to pay him out. Um, Brad Arthur, he's gone, you know, here's two more years. You're in the top four now. Yeah. Top four? Yeah, they're not one anymore. Um yeah, here's two more years. Um, we're making you earn your next contract. I think one difference there is he's already seven years into this job at Parramatta. 2022. Yeah, so was McGregor. So was McGregor when they gave him a four-year extension two was years he? ago. Yeah, he, he was there since 2000. Oh, so nah. like 2014 or something. He started coaching then, I reckon. Something like that. And so he was there for about five years. Before, and then they, then they gave him an f- extra four years on top of that. Oh, okay. Well, then, yeah, it's a stuff up. Yeah, that's so that, that's, what I, that's what I like about it. They haven't thrown everything at him. They're going, look, mate, you're doing really well. We're really happy with how it's progressing. But with the coaching circus, how it is currently, we're going to give you two years. We trust what you're doing, but you've got to earn your next contract keep these players to the standard they're playing. And we know that if Parramatta does well this year, they'll be wooden spooners next year. So 2022, <laughs> you'll have to get him back to the finals and he'll look even yeah. better. So I, 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 I love it. I reckon that's smart by Parramatta. They're not giving long-term contracts to coaches with the current climate. Mm-hmm. Um, and they probably told him, you know, if you, you know, make the top eight for the next couple of years, we're going to guarantee you a contract. You just got to do that. Yeah. And so it'd have to be an absolute shitstorm for him not to do that. Exactly. So with the team they've got, so I reckon, um, yeah, that's one. And the other great sign I reckon is going on, if you want to keep going down this track, is Ricky Latelli for Melbourne. 
Oh, and I was going to come to them as like specific signings in the signing section. Oh, sorry. Okay. Like if you, I was going to say, if you're talking about coaches and signings, this is a little mm. bit different, but, and we're going to talk about Blake Green's signing for Newcastle again later. But what I wanted to talk more about was Todd Payton's comments and those <laughs> with regards to how this exit was created for the Warriors. So we heard a couple of weeks ago that the Warriors board, no, it was last week, sorry, said, we're not going to stand in the way of Green if you find something more lucrative, et cetera, et cetera. But basically, Todd Payton was asked about Blake Green's surprise departure the Knights this week, and he literally was, I wasn't happy, mate. <laughs> I, was like, I was disappointed with the way it transpired, and he made it pretty clear he didn't want to be here. Now, this sounds pretty bad on behalf of Green, but yeah. it says like, oh, what do we got here? Rah, rah, rah. Green said, so this is Blake Green said, Warriors owner Mark Robinson hadn't personally spoken to him before Robinson publicly, publicly revealed the veteran wouldn't be re-signed after this season. So if you've pretty much been the only really calm head there, except for probably Torhu Harris. Oh, and Torvastashek. Yeah, but oh, I'd, he's, to me, he's a flashy, talented, skilled player. He's not a game controller. He's not... Yeah. The to me, he's not the best role model for young players coming in because he's still got just a, a, a head on him that explodes and makes dumb mistakes. But Green's like being tutoring Nick Arima and Channel Harris to Vita yeah. and um, all this sort of stuff. And then for the owner to come out public and say, Yeah, Green won't be here next year, and Green's like, Well, oh, okay, cool. Um, that's pretty shitty. So if he gets offered a, something better, he can leave. And in all honesty, I don't know if Peyton's really got a leg to stand on by being cut about it because he's already knocked back the club himself. Well, well, yeah. So I think he would. He, he does have a leg to stand on in the fact that he's not the guy who said that about Green. No, so, but he's also said that he's not going to be there if no, 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 that, he gets offered a better enough. job. Just, yeah, so... Uh, Peyton might have, you know, had a private conversation with Screen saying, you know, I'm leaving too, but I'd like you to come out for the rest of the year. If you know what I mean? Like, that could have happened. I can't tell you if it has or not. Um, for the rest of the year, it does leave uh, Warriors in the fucking lurch, though. Like, like, like you said, he was their calming influence in that team. So, okay. and Newcastle playing Warriors again this year. I know Manly's got him this weekend. Yeah, just give me a look. But yeah, so um, Todd Payton, he's, it's been pretty funny how this whole thing's transpired. Um, I mean, oh, yeah. He They're could playing on the 29th out of, of August. A coaching job. There you go. Sorry? He could talk himself out of a coaching job. Well, it, it, see, me and, me and Adam... Um, Adam called me last night, and we, had, we, we we it was supposed to be like a five minute chat to chat mm. about how the game has been, turned into like a forty five minute conversation about everything that's going on, and we we're talking about how interesting what's happening at the Warriors is right now. <laughs> like Adam's shaking his head. I don't know if he wants me to talk about this or no. No, what? I'm just shaking my head. Like what a. They're making the Broncos look like they're being run yeah. as a gold standard. So, from, from 
from what's transpired for ever since Steve Kearney was fired. So Steve Kearney was fired for a multitude of reasons. And one of them, I believe, was his manager, um, Isaac Moses, getting put in front of the NRL tribunal as a manager. And then Warriors are trying to clean out anyone who is managed by Isaac Moses, which does include Blake Green. So that's what the reason they, that's one of the reasons they got rid of Kearney and one of the reasons and another reason was they straight up weren't performing. I think you can't really blame yeah. you can't really blame them for what's happening this year. Yeah. But it's interesting what happens after. So what's his name? Cameron George, the CEO, mm-hmm. has come out and said he's gonna find the right coach. Yeah. Right coach. So me me and Adam touched on it a couple of weeks ago. Uh, Jeff Tooby, a premiership winning coach, has put his name down. He said no without even interviewing him. Yep. Super suspicious and super weird that you're not, not even going to interview an ex-NRL premiership winning coach. Um, the next one was... Premiership grand final coach. Oh, sorry. He didn't win a grand final. Oh, okay. So he made, made a grand final. Next one was the Walker brothers. So... Oh. When Adam heard that, he was looking in flips because, you know, they, they've got such an attacking style. It's so different yep. the NRL. It would have been interesting. Supposedly, they had an interview and they got told no also. And then, so Todd Payton's been interim coach. Um, it's been firming that he was going to be the coach for a long time. Then it turns around and goes, he doesn't want the job. He t- publicly told NRL 360, I don't want to coach the Warriors next year. Yeah. On live TV. <laughs> yeah. So then on the list now is Nathan Brown, which is another interesting <laughs> factor because the theory behind him is that he's a team, he's a club builder. So that's what he yeah. did. The Dragons, he left two years later, they won a grand final. That's what he did at Newcastle, got fired. Fuck knows what's happening then this year. So, um, that's his thing. But his... Was that only last year he was there? Yep. We got fired in round 2019 last year. Man, time means nothing right now. Yeah. Holy crap. So, um, yeah, it's super cool. But then it's come out... And it's rumoured that Nathan Brown is hesitant to take the Warriors position because this is with his third team in the NRL he's coached. And that's his NRL. I'm not talking about when he coached St. Helens Helens over in English Super League and won a Challenge Cup. So this will be his third chance. He is hesitant about taking it because he will believe that if he fails with three teams, he'll never get another NRL head coach gig. Which you got to understand that's pretty... When you think about it, you don't kind of blame him because yeah. um, he... And what he's practically saying is, I don't think I'm going to premiership the Warriors. I don't think I yes. can make them a premiership team. And that's the thing, like when he says... A f- Failed at three clubs. I don't think he's failed at either club. He's made both clubs better. Since but he's been fired by two clubs already. So he, if he thinks he gets... It's the same situation Hasn't when he Bennett? leaves. What? Hasn't Bennett? No. He didn't get fired. He got fired from Newcastle. And Broncos. Oh, depends who you ask. If you ask Seabold, yeah. Um, so... Cool. 
it's it's really interesting because he's practically saying, I don't think I'm gonna premiership and this will be my last chance, so I won't I won't take it. My next chance will be a team who I can, I think I can bring to a premiership within two years. That's what he's practically saying. Mm. And then and then who does that leave? Like Anthony Griffin at the Warriors. Yes. Uh, um who so Right, uh Matt Elliott. Yeah, Green. Steve Folks, Steve Tim Sheen, someone like that. Um, Steve Folks is no longer with us, Jared. Fuck, sorry. That's that's uh, sorry to everyone who involved in that. Um, so, pretty much what Jared's saying is New Zealand bet on themselves, and so far they yeah. lost, and they've lost big yeah. because. Now, who the hell are they going to go with? Yeah, so he Cameron Gorge came out and said he's going to find the right coach. He said no to... Uh, no, he said no to the Walker brothers. Said no to Tuvi. Peyton said no. So And Brown's hesitant because he it's his last chance. So Cameron who, George should be coach. <laughs> bring, bring the captain coach back and I'll put RTS there. No, you, you failed at C-grade. Um, That's true. Yeah, that was, happy no, that was player back. coaching. There's a difference. Yeah. So, it's going to be really interesting who they get. And um, I think Cameron George kind of put himself into a bit of a corner here with who he, like, who, who it is. So, it's going to be really interesting. And as we were discussing last week, so what's that? Six games left. We're around 14 now. And, 13? Seven games. 13. So there's seven games left in the final. Realistically, Eight games. Yeah. Realistically, um, Warriors aren't going to make the final. Which you can't blame them. I'm not saying you can blame them. They start their preseason, what, November? So you go and you coach a couple months before the preseason starts to set everything up, get his coaching stuff in, know what he's doing. And then you got to look at what's happening with COVID. Are they training in Australia? Just that and the other. So it's going to be, um, they're running at a time essentially yeah. to find that coach and to do it properly. And whoever it is, whenever someone takes a Warriors job, you're under so much pressure straight away because you've got such a talented team who's under underperforming. They need Bill Belichick. Sorry? They need Bill Belichick. Who Bell- the hell's that? The coach of the New England Patriots. They need Jack Gibson, a proper coach. So, Alex- so yeah. So, yeah. Anyone. Be, yeah, I, I, I'm... I just think Cameron Gore, Cameron George is um, really, really screwed up here, to be yeah. honest. And well, talking about screwed up, Corey Norman's been dropped, and people are talking about Gareth Widdett swap. We're not going to get into that because there's not much <laughs> credence to this, not much depth to this story. Like McGregor said, it's the first time Norman's been dropped in 18 months. And there's already talk about a swap between. Yeah, and it was an Origin player last like, year. Origin like, started. It was it was really funny because going back to that phone call me and Adam had, <laughs> Adam asked me to do some stuff on Facebook. I got off the phone call, looked up Facebook, and that was the first headline. And I had to call Adam back, yeah. and it was like, "Oi, check this out." 
<laughs> what did I say? Adam, this one. Yeah. Oh, it's it's um it's Buzz Rothfield. It makes no sense. <laughs> yeah. As soon as I heard Buzz Buzz Rothfield on it, I'm like, yeah, man, he's he's doing anything to get headlines nowadays. Like, yeah, it, it was just. <sighs> if this comes out that it's true and actually happens, well done, good on your old fella. But the logistics one of this happening, to the fact that the only Widdop's already said, yeah, I could come back to the NRL in three years, four years, five years. I never know what's going to happen in my journey. And then it's also stated that he wants to return the NRL for personal reasons, which is the same reason why he went back to England. Um, there's just <laughs> a lot of, uh, a lot of tales to this story that. What, what, what shits me off about it is. So I don't. What shits me off about it is something like this happening has been talked about for at least two weeks. It hasn't just been like happen instantly. Whereas, Corey Norman doesn't get named and he gets shown that he's dropped from the Dragon Squad. And then two hours later, there's an article about it. Like... Incidents? <laughs> we like, 100% know that um, as soon as Gareth Roots left, his agent's just been sitting there watching the Dragons, waiting for something to happen. And oh, on the phone straight it, away. It's exactly the same as... Every time there's a Broncos Rabbits game, oh yeah, six weeks ago, Anthony Seabold said this privately behind closed doors to himself with earmuffs on, and and then fucking set it into a bottle as well. That he he said something controversial about Wayne Bennett, and yeah. then conveniently two days before the Broncos Rabbits game, oh. a big headline about it. No way! Oh my god! Jeez. Man, where, where do all these coincidences happen? It must be like... <laughs> I'm so surprised every time. It's, it's clickbait. It's... Oh, it's amazing. It's like the story that just popped up like 10 minutes ago. Um, Wayne Bennett was already in appearing at Stouts. I'm like, wasn't that a storyline last year? <laughs> and earlier this year? And you're like, get the fuck over it. We don't care. Um, anyway, yeah, it's just it's just amazing how coincidental rugby league is. Sometimes the thing that shitted me most about this story, I started reading through it, blah 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 blah, and then McGregor's talking about why Norman was actually dropped, and the um, the quote, Corey and Adam's preference is to play on the left side of the field, so we thought the function of the team could improve if we made the tough decision. So basically he's saying two NRL level players can't play both sides of the field. I don't want to play on the right, I'll play on the left. Oh, we're gonna have to drop one here. Oh, scissors oh. rocket. Yep, you can do it. Do you know, you can play do you know what annoys me about it is? Oh, are you serious? Um Dragons have played their best games with Ben Hunter Hooker. Yep. And the reason they got him out of the halves is because he wasn't performing. Yep. But just because you stick him in the number six jersey doesn't mean he's gonna that, that performance is instantly gonna come back. Oh, but you're thinking like the least experienced half gets the most important position. That's the play that they're going for. Oh, it's just like they they've shrouded that whole thing that Ben Hunt got dropped for being for having for not being able to play to the standard he's paid to with the fact they dropped Corey Norman for Ben Hunt. He should be playing hooker. McKinnis should be at lock, and then he can play all four of them. Yeah. Or three of them, sorry. Yeah. But 
I never rated Norman too high anyway. I think he's a better fullback, to be honest. You say winger, yeah. No. Isn't that I actually a... I wouldn't no, I wouldn't winger. mind him. I wouldn't mind it. Yeah, I wouldn't mind him seeing him in the centers. He's big, he's he's fast, and he can create something out in the centers, so yeah, I thought that. Uh, was, and then you got all this going on. Oh, there's not space, right, right. And Tristan Sailor's on the bench. Um, yeah. Supposedly going to get an extended run at, at five eight. Yeah, because they put their probably minus Dufty, their one of their most electric attack attacking players, on for fourteen minutes last week. Yeah, and he did exactly what I'd want to see as a fan. He got involved. He made a mistake. <laughs> made up for it. That's what we I want. put a good grubber in, I saw, at one point. Yeah, he'd already thrown an intercept that uh, yeah. South scored up the other end, and then he... But, that. look, he's having a crack. He's 19, 20. He's having a crack, which you can't blame him for. Yeah. He'll learn from that intercept, which is good, so... And, to me, um, the, the biggest news with regards to um, a reshuffle is Trent Robinson dropping Kyle Flanagan. Now, it's not... Often you see the hot, the top point scorer in the league getting dropped, um, not just because he's keying conversions, but he's scored a few tries. He's been sent up a few tries, but Flanagan, oh, sorry, Flanagan Robinson made it pretty clear um, when asked about it this week. Uh, it was he made it clear that he was dropped based on form. He wasn't. He's not injured or anything like that. And he said, it's part of his development. We've been going okay, but we want to keep pushing for more. Hmm. Um, I've dropped, he's like, and then he's mentioned other players he's dropped, whether it's Joey Manu, Takiaho, or Mitch Orbison. Um, it's part of their development for any player. He also wants to give uh, Lamb a crack. Lucky Lamb. Lucky Lamb a bit more of a crack. But I love this quote. I hate the fact that it's from the Roosters, but. This is what you want your coach to be saying. Is the yeah. drone goes, I really want us to improve. I want to strive for more. Being okay is not enough. I want to push all of us, coaches and players, to get more, more out of ourselves. Um, it's exciting the mindset when you go after games and seasons like that. And I feel like we need to push in that direction. So this is coming from the coach of the team that's won the last two premierships. They're sitting in the top eight top four um they're not playing the best but they're still winning and they drop the halfback they got over here to develop into the new Cooper Cronk and he's been doing a freaking damn good job and they drop him for development and like if you've got a coach who can make those calls on a team that's been this successful it only brings even more confidence to the club I would say as a whole yeah and no one's safe and that's how it should be yeah so um, Kyle Flanagan, like you said, been playing awesome. Um, you just got to respect the the balls of Trent Robinson. Yeah, like it is, it is literally the equivalent of oh well, dropping Nathan Cleary. Yeah, that's it's the same same concept. They're both the form halves of the competition. Um. And he's pretty practically saying, mate, you're doing well, but I've seen some lazy parts. Game you need to develop. Yeah, you, there's, I've seen some lazy parts of your game. Maybe you're not picking this up quick enough. Go back and train. Yep. And That's legit yeah, what it's I, been. Yeah. 
So if you're a Takiyaho fan or holder in fantasy, I was thinking of dropping him this week, but after this, I'm keeping him. Still, probably be kicking the goals for him. I would say. Uh, yeah. Let's have a so look. So he, um, it'd, be, it'd be good to see Flanagan come back to this from this with a good mindset. Like, okay, got dropped. I'll work, I'll do this, this, and this, and I'll come back better. One thing that and also which Robinson, probably will. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, he, and that's the thing though. Like, one thing that Robinson you could see in that whole interview, and the reason why he's so bloody. Good. He hasn't actually mentioned anything of what he needs to develop. Because yeah. obviously, if he puts that out into the media sphere, then that's something that other coaches, players will look to exploit when he comes back, or at least test out. He just said for development. He didn't say anything further than that. A little sneaky bugger. Um, anyway, that's pretty much everything in the off. Off. The, oh, sorry. And he did make a um, point of mentioning Boyd Corder when when asked about it. He could still be up to a fortnight away. So this is still from a head. He took a training. Uh, he's back running. He's back in the gym, but he's not doing any contact training. And he's, I'm really worried about this. He did make a point that it, they're not concerned of any long-term effect. They're just not in a position where they need to rush him back. Um, okay. And he's very big on players making the call of whether they're fit to play or not. And if he's saying he's not right to play, then Robinson's saying that he goes by that. And look, that, that comes into the um, the culture he's built into the club. So, as you said, they're not in a position where they have to play someone of the likes of Boyd Cordner. Yeah. Um, you know, Australian captain. They're, they're the, the leader of their squad. And then they're in a position to go... You know what, my top sport top scoring halfback, you need a rest, you need to do this, that and the other. Um that just shows that the Roosters can keep that standard so high they 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 got people to cover these guys, which is amazing. How many times do you reckon Mel Meninga and Brad Fittler have called Robinson about Cordner? <laughs> I just compare it to like, you know, the Bulldogs. Oh, we're just going to drop... We're just going to give uh, um, Josh Jackson the time to come back. Yeah. When, when he is ready. <laughs> uh, the Broncos. When we're, we're back drop, in the finals. Yeah. Uh, we're, we're, we're Broncos going, you know what? Payne Haas, mate. you got a lot to develop. We're not ready for you to have the team. We're going to bring in another front row this week. That is yeah. the equivalent of what Trent Robinson is doing right yeah. now. Love it. <laughs> Uh, we're not going to get into the Tavita Payne guy calling other club stuff because it is a certain yeah. team's hooper and we need a couple of weeks before any of it's confirmed because, yeah, we know what the reporting of Fox Sports can be like sometimes. Um, all right, let's get on to team list for round 13. Uh, we'll smash through the casualty ward. Not much of an update from uh, Sunday's episode, okay, Sunday session. Uh, we've mentioned Boyd Corner already. Uh, West Tigers sensation. Harry Grant will be missing this weekend. As will Alex Twile, who only just returned. Um, he picked up a knee injury. Um, Harry Grant will be... It's considered minor and should be back in round 14. Um, so off that knee and Twile's rib complaint should only be a week. Bradman Best uh, mm. indefinitely after suffering a syndesmosis injury. Oish. 
Um, he's expected to meet with a medical expert to further advice with surgery a possibility. I'd be probably cutting him if he's in your fantasy side. I'm talking to myself there. Uh, meanwhile, Broncos playmaker Anthony Milford is expected to miss a month. Wow, after tearing his hamstring at training. I didn't realize it was going to be that long. Grade two tear. Uh, let's have a look. Ooh, I missed this. In other news, Melbourne Storm Center Marion Seve required plastic surgery on a cut to his ear after suffering a head knock in the 26-16 win over the Knights. That's kind of different. So he'll What's that? For, uh, Marion Seve's getting plastic surgery on his ear. Oh, yeah. Um, he'll be out for a few weeks. Justin Olam is racing the clock to be fit for the match against the Bulldogs. So one of Melbourne's so, things will help out there. And Michael so has been named uh, to return, but John Asiata will not after having one game back. And then, yeah. So it's this, I'm just reading, um, someone finally got Wayne Bennett to talk. Yeah, he said out of bullshit. Uh, what? Is that the one where he goes out of bullshit? Absolute bullshit. Oh, absolutely. Seabold thing. Someone got Wayne Bennett to talk. <gasps> yes. That's all right. It's the same story, though. Same story <laughs> every time. Yeah. All right. So let's go on to the signings. There's been a few big ones. So, as mentioned earlier, Blake Green was granted an immediate release from the remainder of his contract with the Warriors. He's since signed on with the Knights. Uh, for the, at least for the remainder of the season, um, is likely to join Mitch Pearce in the halves. I'm legitimately in love with this. Moving a hooker. Uh, I love it. You know what? You know what your advantage is right there? <laughs> you got two old slow guys in the halves. But someone else in the team can kick. Yeah, that's true. That's a big and, and another thing, he's going to make Kurt Mann pass the ball. And then on top of that... Yeah. Didn't he score Blake a Green weekend for you? Kurt Mann. Yeah. No, he, he passed the ball to Bradman Best. And guess what Bradman Best did? Scored a try. Broke through three players when Kurt Mann passed him the ball. <gasps> Happened right in front of me. Um, and Blake Green watched he passed the football. I'm stoked. I'm so happy about this. Yeah, it's a good sign. It's, um, yeah. It'll be interesting to see if anything's extended after this year. No, he did. Yeah. He got extended, didn't he? That was part of it. Oh, I, to be honest, I couldn't tell you. I just like. I'll have to have a look. Year. I swear I saw it on next, one article. This one doesn't have it. Look, I'll next have to go year, back I when, believe uh, Newcastle are going to lose more than what they've lost in SASA already. To be honest, because you've got, yeah, you got Jaden Braley, Connor Watson, Kurt Mann, um, and to have Blake Green, they're not going to be able to fit them all in. Yeah. They all are NRL standard players, so it'll be interesting where they will go and what that happens to them. So, Next one yeah. up is one of Sandy Shipley's favourites in Ricky Latelli. So he was uh, one of Sonny Bill's members, uh, team members at Toronto Wolfpack. Melbourne Storm have signed him for the remainder of the 2020 season. And out of the three signings, I think this one's going to have yeah. sneaky, sneaky good value with the promise yeah. of outside backs at the moment. This is going to be huge for Melbourne. He's got a premiership winning centre just casually coming in. It'll be yeah. massive. Huge for him. And it's he's been one of those players that in that Sharks premiership side, he was always 
It's kind of like Steve Bell in the Manly side, that that overlooked player who always just did their job. Yeah, uh, yeah and there's blatantly, there's definitely nothing wrong with him. Um, he's strong defensively. He's got a bit of flair and attack, and he'll he's going to get fit right. He'll the fit right into that. Yeah, he'll fit that right into that Melbourne squad under Bellamy. I reckon. You, yeah. So he's still going to serve a two-week mandatory quarantine period. Um, up at Twin Waters in Queensland. Oh, it's coming out today that the storm and their accommodation, everything with their families is costing the NRL about 100 grand a week. So if the um, Melbourne Storm get all the way through to the grand final and they're at the sunny coast, it'll be at $1.7 million well spent, I'd say, by the, thing, uh, by the NRL. Twin Canberra- Waters are loving it. Oh, yeah. Canberra Raiders have announced that Kurt Baptiste will rejoin after the rest of 2020. That's, that's another great signing. Like- yeah, they... To back yeah. for um, Harvey. Yeah, well, uh, unfortunately, um, who's the young fellow they got there? Um, is it Starling? Yeah, <laughs> Tom Starling. He's been playing pretty well for him, though. So it's unfortunate for him, but Kurt Bet. just Kurt go Bet- straight in, Harvey goes back into the forwards because they're still needing. Yeah. Body so forwards. I, I, I reckon. Yeah, Baptiste. I, I think this is like the third time he's been he's signed with Canberra. Yeah. E- every time Ricky Stewart needs a hooker or someone a bit versatile, he goes, Oi, Kurt. Let's go, Kurt. Because <laughs> yeah. he, was, he was due to play for the East Tigers in the yeah. Cup this year before it was cancelled. Yeah, I'll give you 100 bucks if you come down and play for us and maybe a sneaky beer. Like Dad. That's what it sounds like with Ricky Stewart. Just bring up Kurt Baptiste. Yeah. It's like yeah, old, well, old... If he's playing in Canberra with a beer, you've got um, Bent Spoke down in Canberra. Yeah. So it, it sounds like an awesome old brewery. local league coach who's been coaching for like 20 years, comes to a new team, realises he needs a hooker and goes, hey, you played Brett 15 years ago. You want to come go. have another run? <laughs> yeah, Let's that's go. what it sounds. It's awesome. I love it. Hey, maybe you should go run the Warriors. Uh, South Sydney have re-signed centre winger Campbell Graham on a three-year extension. So he's there till the end of the 2024 season. Uh, all the rest we've already mentioned on Sunday, the Cowboys trio, Jed Cartwright to South, et cetera, et cetera. Um, all right, let's have a look at the team list. And I'm still tossing up whether to throw out some, uh, some crazy ideas here and uh, we'll see as we go through. So Thursday night's game. Dragons versus Roosters. And I've got to say, probably the worst week for the Dragons to be making changes because I reckon Roosters could be here for the taking. So this is one of... It's still an okay team. It's definitely one of the worst Roosters teams I've seen in a long time. Okay, yeah. So Mainly due to injury, but also some decisions. Everything we said about Robinson yeah. and, and his culture and everything... Lamb coming in as well as some of the other players coming in. It could be just enough of a mix-up to throw Roosters off their game, considering they've also kind of been off their game lately. So do you want to run through the first? Actually, yeah, you run through the first one. I'll do the second one. Uh, Yeah, so Dragons, they're going to have Vaughan and Blake Laurie up front, McInnes at hooker. Then you've got Tarek Sims, Tyson Brazil, and Jackson Ford in the back row. As we discussed, Adam Clune and Ben Hunt are in the halves with Lomax, Aiken, Pereira, Ravalawa, and Dufty to back five. 
Um, then you got Sailor, Josh Kerr, Trent Merrin, and Fui Mayono with Norman and is that Cade Ellis? Yes, Cade Ellis are uh, 21. Um, I think they'll be 1 to 17 now. There won't be many changes. See, I, Roosters. I'm, yeah, all right. Yeah. Roosters have very late changes. Yes. They got Takiaho and Friend with Lindsay Collins coming up the front row um, in number 17. Orbison, Nat Butcher coming in mm. in the second row as well with Bloody Isaac hell. Liu. Lockie Lamb, Luke Keary, Joey Manu, Tupanua is going to play in the centres. Paul Ikevalu and Tedesco. I think I'm going to say the Morris twins are being knocked out. Yeah, That's what I'm Morris. going to say. So you're looking at like the Roos's strongest back line would have both Morris twins and Tupo. Yep. And they're the three that are missing. As well yep. as Flanagan and halfback. Um, so they're missing four out of their seven in their back line. Yeah. But look, you're bringing in Ikevalu scored four tries last week. You're the highest um, try scorer in English Super League history in Ryan Hall. And Tupanua, he, he's not known as a centres, but he, he, he's nope. known for giving every time he's on the field a decent crack. So he'll do all right. Yeah, Jared Warrior Hargraves is ruled out. That's why Lindsay Collins is a prop. Yeah, so, and then you've got Drew Hutchinson. He's a backup 5'8 slash half. And then Famasuli. Second. And then uh, Daniel Fafita. Max Bailey. And Max Bailey. Bloody so hell. You got a, and then you got the young butcher. You got Egan Butcher at 21. He's meant to be so, that, but. Yeah, so it'd be very. I'm still picking the Roosters. Yeah, I don't know if I am, eh? Oh, mate, I reckon they're going to do it. Oh, I'm just looking at that team going, oh. It, it is James Tedesco's 150th game, it's Mitch Orbison's 300th game. I'm looking at that starting 1 to 13 going, there's probably 1, 2, 3, 4, 4, 5 solid first 13 that would be picked in all other first 13. Five out of that. Yeah, but, yeah, you've got Lindsay Collins coming in casually. You've got Tupanua still in there, which is a really good player. You've still got Luke Keary, Tedesco. They scored Look, most of their other tries in on the other side than Manu. And then, you, oh yeah, you still got Manu as well. Um, and then, <laughs> look, I think enough, not enough credits given to Mitch Orbison. 300 games. Yeah, it's he's, the, he's, he's the, like, the most the underrated of player. The teammate. Yeah, so Adam had a mention of underrated players in a, in a NRL poll. He's easily the most underrated player, up with Jared Croker and Alan Tung. So, yeah, good on him. So I think there's enough going on in the Bron- in the Dragons' back okay, to score enough points. Because like I said, they've been scoring 24, 24, 28 points. It's them leaking points, and now the Roosters going to be able to get over that 18-point mark that they haven't been able to do for the last three weeks. Who are you going? I'm going to go Dragons. <laughs> Because I, what I'm also thinking, I'm looking at their lineup. I wouldn't be surprised if um, Ben Hunt does play hooker. Um, Cam McInnes drops back to lock, and Tristan Saylor plays five eight. Hmm. Do you know what I want to happen? And this is going to sound horrible, but I don't know which side Tupanua will be on. But I'd love Tupanua and. One, a Lomax or Aiken to possibly get injured 
and fooled my owner to come on the centers and fooled my owner and Tupanura just constantly beating the shit out of each other for a whole game. I reckon that'd be fucking fantastic. Yeah, I think I think if there's ever a time the the Roosters will be here for the taking, it'll be um this week. Holy, I'm just looking at the Roosters like the changes. Like if, in saying that, outside of Melbourne, if a club's going to still come in and win a game after this many changes, it is the Roosters. Yeah. And if there is a 100%. club that could shoot themselves in the foot and lose a game where they've got the best chance to win, it's the Dragons. So I might just put my foot in it there, but I'm going to go out on a limb. All right, first game on Friday night. Um, you got Manly versus the Warriors, both coming off. Sorry, Warriors coming off a good win over the Tigers. Manly coming off a horrible loss against a red-hot Penrith side. So Manly uh, in the back, Brent Elliott at fullback with Tafur and Garrick on the wings. Tavita Thuna comes in at centres for Brad Parker, who's out with HIA, and Moses Suley. Cade Cust is straight back in in the number six jersey, and Cherry Evans at halfback after a solid game last week. Fanua Blake and Marty Tapau. Starting props with Thompson, Sirenin, Trebojevic, second row on lock, and Danny Levi at hooker. Still whispers that Sirenin may drop out due to a knee complaint. Interchange, Lachlan Croker, Corey Waddell, Sean Kepi, Taniela Paseca. Albert Hopawati has been named in the reserves. For the Warriors, two of us are shake at fullback with Patrick Herbert and George Jennings on the wings. Adam Pompey, Peter Hiku in the centres. With Cody Nicarima and Shannon Harris Tavita getting first crack at halfback after Blake Green's departure. Jermaine Tanua Brown and Jack Hetherington, who's just been awesome to watch, starting in the props with Carl Lawton at hooker. Alicia Katoa, Toru Harris, and Judd Tavega. Very underrated back three of the scrum there, I believe. Wade Egan, Adam Blair, Daniel Alvaro, and Lachlan Burr on the interchange. With um, kind of the stalwarts from last year, Isaiah Papalihi um, and Jared Beal in the on the yeah in the reserves with Jack Murchie and Adam Kieran. I think Manly wins this just because they have to. Yeah, I'm going Manly. Um, um, I think that what they've been doing all year, aren't going well not all year, but for games throughout the year, aren't going to make it easy. And Manly have not looked. They've looked the best with Cade Cust at 5'8". So they've got to get more out of Martin to power. Kieran and I talked about on Sunday. Um, he hasn't been good. He's just not been good. Uh, Fanua Blake showed him up almost every game this year. Um, he did have a barnstorming try a couple of weeks ago to power, but outside of that, he hasn't really been as damaging. Um, yeah. And with the Warriors... Um, I've always said that anyone who has a shit week going into the game, be very careful of them yeah. because they always come out pissed off. I don't know how many more times I can say that about the Warriors. <laughs> They're just copping shit after shit after shit. So I don't think they can. I think that, unfortunately, they might sneak a few games here and there for the rest of the year. Yeah. But when you, you know, your most experienced player walks out and goes to another club you're going to play in three weeks, and then your coach blatantly turns around and goes, I don't want to coach you guys next year. <laughs> How do you get up from that? <laughs> this is true. <laughs> Leading from that drama into which will be the most dramatic game of the weekend, seeing out on the Friday night, and um, 
The Rabbits versus the Bronx, Jared. Yeah, so despite everything that's going on this year, or with the media anyway, um, South Sydney going to run on with Burgess, Cook and Totola up front with Bailey Searin and, and Jaden Silva starting. So Bailey Searin looks like again the final. He was there last so, week too. Was he? Okay, yeah. yep. And Cam Marriott Locke. And you got Adam Reynolds, Cody Walker, Dan Gagai and Campbell Graham with Jackson Paulo, Johnson and Mitchell. I think that's their strongest back line. Uh, um, yeah, well, outside of Roberts being out for the season. Yeah, so, to be honest, whatever. Um, well, all that, you do that, is... That allows put, you to put Gagai on the you, wing. Yeah, yeah. So, the only thing is I would change it up a bit, but I've talked about that a lot. So And Adam Reynolds is listed to play after going off early last week. Yeah, and then you got Nichols, Knight, Margot, Kula Matangi at 17, Adam's mate, and then you got Jack Johns, Corey Allen, Troy Dargan, and Kurt Dillon rounding out the 21. It might be a few changes of the unknown players, but we'll have to wait and see, potentially. Okay, Broncos. Payne Haas, Jake Turpin, and Flegler up front with Pangai Jr. for feeder. That's a big in for them. They get for feeder yeah. back. That'll be very interesting. And Carrigan at lock. Carrigan versus Murray. That's a very two that's... different, very different players, but they're both really good. I was good about to say, they're play. both like exactly the same player. No, Carrigan doesn't have the quick play to ball. He doesn't have the explosiveness or the ball skills. He's a defender and meter eater. I would say Carrigan more is. You don't yeah. agree with that? That's how I see Murray. But anyway. Yeah. I'd say Murray's explosive ball player, play anywhere. Um, and you got Dearden and Croft in the, in the um, halves with Milford drop completely. No, he's out injured with a hamstring. Oh, yeah. He's got a hamstring, supposedly. And then you got Herbie Farnsworth and Stags in the centres with Xavier Coates, Richie Kenner, and. For the rest of the year, they're going to have Darius Boyd playing fullback. That's probably the best-looking Broncos 1-13 to they've had all year. Yeah. And um, then you've got Isaac Luke, Martin Kennedy, Offerhand Gowie, and Ben Teer on the bench. With Martin Pats. Kennedy? Oh, Reese Kennedy. <laughs> Martin Kennedy. Where's he at, he said? Um, Corey Pax, Ethan Bullimore, and the big end, potentially, is Matthew Lodge. Yeah, he's been and the other. Sorry? He's firming yeah. to play. And the other big in in 21 that not many people are talking about is Jesse Arthurs. Why would so, they? Well, I'm, I'm guessing he's better than Richie Kennard in their starting 13. <laughs> Richie Kennard's been one of their best backs. He's the one scoring their tries. I think they look a lot stronger with Arthurs and Coates. You know what? I don't know what Arthurs brings on. Anyway. Uh, you know what? Mm-hmm. I'm going Broncos. For sure. Based on, I just think that they're playing like okay. Two weeks ago, they probably played for thirty minutes. Last week, they probably played for sixty. I reckon they're due for a eighty minutes. Sixty-five. Oh, <laughs> um, that's the same thing. Rabbitohs are trying to do. But in uh, saying that too, uh, wait, wait, hold up for a second. Oh wait, you you go. So last, so last week they I'm played going, against I'm, I'm Melbourne, rabbits. and then the week before they played against Melbourne. So out of the like you got out of the last three games, this is going to be the weakest team they're coming up against. 
Oh, so, sharks are weaker than rabbits. No. What's the table looking? Oh, what does the table matter? I don't know. I I got South in this one. Look, I I I think Manly better than South Sydney, but Manly uh, South Sydney ahead. I think Manly better than Cronulla and Cronulla ahead. Jeez. And yep, Cronulla yep. ahead of South. You haven't watched us play lately, have you? Um, and I think the Tigers are better than South Sydney wow yeah alright you're going going Rabbits I'm going I'm still looking at the Broncos going you got Stags Haas Fafita and Pangai going there's so much talent but who's I'm still looking who's going to steer them around the park they're hoping did Mm. Yeah. Oh well, we'll just have to find a way and see. Um, yeah, you went. I went Broncos. You went. So I'm rabbits. so torn. I don't want Broncos to win, but I don't want Bennett to win either. Anyway. <laughs> All right. So this is a game we both wanted to go do, but they've capped the tickets, as I guess they have to. Um, so Storm and Bulldogs first game on Saturday, 3 p.m. up at Sunshine Coast Stadium. Isn't it nice to have a stadium that doesn't have a title like a sponsor in front of it? Anyway. Give it time. So, Craig Bellamy is resting Pappenhausen after his game last week. So, Nico Hines gets the start at fullback. With Vunavala, Addo Carr on the wings. Tom Eisenhuth comes into the centres, as does Justin Olam. Sorry, partnering Justin Olam. In the forwards, Jesse Bromwich is back in the starting position with Christian Welch. Brandon Smith is at hooker, remembering Cam Smith is out for two to three weeks. Uh, Felice Kafusi, Kenny Bromwich and Dale Finucan make up your second row and lock with Riley Jacks, Tino Fasumalui, I got it right that time, haha, Albert Vete and Nelson Asafa Solomon. That's a big bench outside of Who's right. in the halves? Munster and Jacks. No, Munster and Jacks. Oh, I didn't say that, did I? Sorry, Cam Munster no. and Jerome Hughes in the halves. Uh, Bulldogs, much improved over the last couple of weeks. Almost got the lollies over Parramatta last week. Nick Meany at fullback with Watani Zalesniak and Marcelo Montoya on the wings. Tim Laffey and Jake Avrillo after his amazing put down last week uh, in the centres with Kieran Foran and Lachlan Lewis in the halves. Offahiki Ogden, Dylan Napa starting props with Sione Katoa getting the start at hooker over Marshall King. Josh Jackson, Raymond Fatala Mariner, and Luke Thompson are your second row lock. Marshall King, Aidan Tolman, Swaso Sue, and Remius Smith are on the interchange. No real big ins on the reserves for either side. So I'd see both of them uh, one to seventeen. Yeah, so I would have loved to see, which this kind of annoys me. I would have loved to see this team play Newcastle last week at bloody Melbourne. That is legitimately frustrating. That's probably the weakest team they've put on in about three years. I'd still say it's better than the Roosters' side. Yeah, but it's still... Yeah, it's still a really... Really... There's no Pappenhausen, no Smith. Otherwise, it's the same as it would be. Yeah, but no. But the Senate... You know, you've got Justin Holland who's coming back. He didn't play last week. Um, their their centres has been chop and change all season. Yeah, they haven't had a definite centre. Um, yeah, so I I just think losing Smith, that's like losing three good players. Yeah, three other players. Team. That's the hard thing. Yeah. 
Um, and then, you know, losing Pappenhausen. I, Nico Hines, don't get me wrong, he's a great player. Really good player for the Sunny Coast last year. Um, if Harry Grant wasn't in the team, he was going to be their best player yeah. by far. He was an absolute weapon, so he's really good. But, you know, you, you, you've still lost Pappenhausen. And the best example of what happens when you lose Pappenhausen is go look at the try he scored last week. Yeah. Um, not many people in the NRL could actually do that, unfortunately. So that's what you lose. And Newcastle at that moment were attacking the line for about five minutes straight and then Pappenhausen just turned it straight on him. So it was really cool. It happened right in front of me. I wasn't even mad. It was just awesome. But, um, yeah, yeah so... I still winning by 20 instead of, like... <laughs> instead of 40. Yeah. Yeah, so it is a big loss, and but... I, I, Last I time Smith missed a game, Munster went off. So he just has to take more leadership. He'll be, they'll be fine. Okay. And then next game, Newcastle versus Tigers. So Newcastle at home at McDonald Jones with... <laughs> More injuries from last week. So, um, Safidi in the front row with Clemmer and Kurt Mann at hooker. And you've got Guerra and Fitzgibbon. Fitzgibbon still has to pass concussion protocols to play with Barnett at lock. Barnett's been an absolute weapon for him the last couple of weeks as well. And then you've got Pierce and Green in the halves. Shibasaki and Tuwala with um, Moga dropped and Best injured. And then you got Stafford Toa, Heimel Hunt, and Caelan Ponger at fullback. Then you got Phoenix Crossland, Josh King, SASA, and Brody Jones with Randall, Hoy, Lino, and Mimosa. Yeah, what's Tex Hoy done wrong? Considering he was there when they had a stronger team, and now they've got a weaker team. He's not there. I don't know. I, 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 I am very surprised, um, especially considering Phoenix Crossland missed a few really important tackles last week. Yeah. And um, he can only, he's only a half. Like, he's he, he, he is a six. That's all he is. So, I'm really surprised with Tex Hoy at number 19, oh. to be honest. All right. So, with the Tigers, you've got Russell... Holy shit, Russell Packer's back. Yep. Hmm. Uh, Moses Embai and Alawai up front with McIntyre, yeah. Leilua, and Eisenhoof at lock. So, Embai shifts from center to hooker. Yeah. And then you've got Marshall and Brooks in the halves with Tommy Talau moving from the wing with Leilua back as well. Mm-hmm. And then you've got Nofaluma and the debutante for the Tigers from the Roosters to fit mm-hmm. Sonny Billing. Um, let's see if I can get Asu, Asu. Kepoa, Kepoa. Yep. Kepoa. And then you've got Adam Dewey at fullback with McKaylee, Bloor, Lawrence and Walters. Um, at round at 17 with Safar, Garner, Josh Reynolds and Elijah Taylor. That is a lot of experience between 18 and 21 for Tigers. Mm. So like, I looked at that that's going... That's close to 500 games. Because your Taylor would have played... Elijah Taylor, though, he's played hooker like half his career. Yeah, yeah. that's really weird. And you've got Josh Reynolds, who would have played at least 200 games. Um, Reynolds, like Taylor would be close to 300 games, wouldn't he? Oh, I reckon, I reckon he would. Yeah, and then you got uh, Garner and Safar, who were at least done 50. So that's close Maguire. to 500 games. Yeah. Maguire likes having but, a half on the bench. Yeah. So who are you going? Uh, I'm scared of Michael Maguire. 
<laughs> Big on Tigers. Yeah, well, like, the last time they put in a shit performance, they then came out and belted the Broncos 48-0. Um, then ran up. Sorry, not it. Sorry, they ah. took it up against Parramatta and then smacked the Broncos. Okay, so they played 175 games. Elijah Taylor. Yeah, he's been... Wow. He's been injured a lot, I guess. Yeah, I just think he's been around for the last 25 years, that's all. God, i got a fat finger now. Anyway, um, yeah, I'm going to go Tigers, I think, in this. Um, Knights are still just so hit and miss. Plus the fact that last week was such a physical game. Um, plus you got Blake Green coming in with, again, another different centre pairing. Kurt Mann. Yeah, see, that's what worries me. Um, our back it's a lot of change. Our back line change. looks very weak. So they've... Um, yeah, Anari Tuala, Shibasaki. Which in saying that too, with those two in the centres, they, they, um, they never lost for Newcastle, those two in the centres. But losing... And I know he's only played like seven games or something. Losing someone like Bradman Best, mm. um, he's, he's just such an attacking threat out there um, compared to those other two. So it'd be really interesting. And it will be interesting how Blake Green and Mitchell Pierce play considering they're kind of the same player. Yeah. It's funny, like last week I found a really easy week to tip because pretty much all the favourites won, except I did the dumb thing and went loyalty and tip Manly. Um, <laughs> yeah, whereas this week I'm like, fuck, man, there's some up and down games. This should be the match yeah. of the, the round, I guess, with regards to... Uh, the top end of the table. So the last game, prime time on Saturday night, you got Penrith versus the Raiders. <laughs> so Penrith, Caleb Atkins at fullback with Mansoor and Malachi Wateni Zelezniak on the wing. Uh, on the wings with Brent Nader and Stephen Crichton in the centres. Jerome Luai and Nathan Cleary in the halves. So Charlie Staines is out with a hamstring injury. And uh, Jeez, Penrith are unlucky on the wingers, aren't they? No. Uh, in the forward pack, you've got Tamo and Fisher-Harris as starting props. Coruscant hooker with Kickout, Martin and Yo. Second round lock with Tyro May, Spencer Linu, Moses Leota and Zane Tenovato on the interchange. A few whispers around this week that Sharks are lining up a money play at Tamo um, starting next season. Well, they've got to replace for feeder somehow. Exactly. Nickel clocks that at fullback with Rapana and Kotrick on the wings, Croker and Scott in the centre. That's probably their most solid uh, backline with regards to people playing in their best position. Sorry. No, no. I would I would move Kotrick to the centres and put one of the young fellas in the wing. I guess you could do that, but no. I, I just I'm Curtis Scott shits me. That's all. I know. I know. Whiten and Williams in the halves. Uh, Josh Papali, Domus Louie at starting props with Sevilla Havili starting hooker. John Bateman, Elliot Whitehead, Hudson Young, second row and lock. With Tom Starling, Tarpany, Ryan Sutton and Corey Hawira Naira on the interchange. Again, don't see any of those teams changing. They'll both be 1-17 to 17, most likely outside any injuries. Uh... Yeah, I'm going to go Penrith based on form, but I'm not going to be surprised if Raiders get up. They've done it to the Roosters. They've done it to Melbourne this year. Um, yeah, will not be surprised. I'm going to go Penrith. Um, just because they've been the best-looking team over the last three to four weeks, along with Melbourne. 
it's gonna be a, that is it's gonna be a good game. And then yeah. you wanna, what are you what are you thinking? Oh, I'm going Penrith. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going Penrith. I don't think um like you said, Canberra could sneak one. But unfortunately tipping's done on form, so you gotta go with that. Oh, John Bateman versus Kickout should be pretty good too. Yeah, I, I, I reckon that's one of the one-second rules in the comp we actually beat him, to be honest. Beat who? Who's beat beat Kikia. Beat Kikia. I'm just saying it's going to be a good battle. Those yeah, I just think like Bateman's, Bateman could be, like, he's he's got such a... He's strong defensively, but he's an awkward defensively player. Like, he he's not the best technique, but he gets everybody down yeah. kind of thing. So he's he's solid. Um, okay, so the next game. Good. Uh, there's t- so there's two a massive top of the ins. table game and then a bottom of the table game. Yeah, so there's two massive ins for both these teams, one each. You got Jolliffe and. Do you want to say sorry. who's actually playing? All right, Gold Coast versus Cowboys. <laughs> uh, Jolliffe and Pete's is starting that nine. There you go. Uh, Fodawaker with Hipgrave, Proctor, and Arrow in the back row. Geez, that's a good second row. I rate yeah. that. That's hot. That's good. That's, and you got Jamal Fogarty. That's hot. Ash Taylor, Dale Copley, and Brian Kelly with Sammy and Don Noyes. The big in for them would be AJ Brimson. Has he was there last week? Back. Was he? Yeah. How'd he go? Did I not watch that? Brian, Brian Kelly was. Lights out. He was damn good, man. Yeah? Mm. Real good. They they had such, like Titans would have beaten four or five other teams last week with the way they played against the Roosters. Um, yeah. Yeah, they just they they were in that game. Um they just yeah, it's finishing touch, just like what they've been missing. Anyway, go to interchange. Yeah. And you got Shannon Boyd, Jared Wallace, Tyrone Peachy, and Sam Lassoni. And by Shannon Boyd, he means Tanner. Oh, bloody hell. <laughs> sorry, they've got about 40 kilos in size difference. I'm sorry about that. Um, and then you got, yeah, I think he's a bit unlucky to miss out. You got Corey Thompson at number 19 with Whitbread, um, Clark, and Firmall for the Cowboys. You got McLean, Maguire's a big in for them with Robson at hooker. Uh, Cohen Hess and Mitch Dunn with Tumalola at lock. The big in would be their number seven, and Captain Michael Morgan is back. That is depending on the birth of his child. Josh Hannay has come out and said that he's not going to try and control that because Valentine's home's sister-in-law will kick him in the ass. Um, Ben Hampton at six with Lemmy Lou, Opachik, Kyle Felt, O'Neill, and Habmaso, Tabu, Fido on at fullback. And the bench, you got Granville, Tom Gilbert, Pere, mm-hmm. Emre Pere with yeah. Francis Moller at 17. Then you got Wright, Clifford, Masters, and Jensen. So Robert Masters is there. Rolling it. Masters being reserves the last couple of weeks. Okay. So, yeah, I'm going... I'm actually going to go Gold Coast on this one. This is going to be... like I'm just looking at those two back lines going, whatever the hell happens, it's going to be hectic out there. Yeah. Because any, like... There's no one in that... In either back line that... that um, 
could just any, any any single person there could just take the game and run away with it, and you'd have no idea who's who it's going to. Yeah, do. and then you're going to have the retirement home on the wing with Don versus O'Neill. Oh, that's great! <laughs> that has got to be the Don has been killing it again this year. He just sports <laughs> prize for fun. Don is good. Uh, it's I'm just I just see Gavin Cooper wasn't even picked in the whole whole seventeen all reserves. Drop cold. Uh, huh, is he injured? Nope. Nope. Okay. So um, he's just not thirsted. So it's big difference. All right, who are you going? <sighs> I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I'll go Gold Coast because they're at home. Like, that matters. Okay, next game, you're up. How do I just say Gold Coast when Cowboys have got Morgan, Maguire, Tamalolo, and McLean? I don't know because they're the other guys who've got Final Acre, Arrow... Um, yeah, they're not. Ash Taylor, AJ Brimson. Cowboys played well last week. Yeah. Oh, I might go Cowboys actually. No, oh, man, I'm writing with I a pencil. Cowboys. I can't scratch that out. I'll get back to you. Sharks and Eels. I'll go Eels. No, actually, okay. I'm going to Sharks. But anyway, we'll get to it. Back. Oh my god, you're doing my head in. For the Sharks, Will Kennedy at fullback, Sianni Katawa and Mulatala on the wings with Dugan and Rami and both back in this week in the centres. Moylan is back at 5-8 with Sean Johnson at halfback, remembering Chad Townsend still out for a few weeks. Braden Hamanuele and Aaron Woods are starting props with Blake Braley at hooker. Siosifa Talakai has come in with Brighton Akora drops. Uh, Wade Graham... The other second round, Toby Rudolph at lock. Connor Tracy, Jack Williams, Teague Wilton, Royce Hunt on the interchange. Sorensen, Nakora, Trindle and Goodwin in the reserves. Nakora was dropped on form, no injury there. For the Eels, uh, same one as seven as it's been for a fair while now. Gutherson at fullback, Seaval and Ferguson on the wing, still has no try. Jennings and Blake in the centres with Brown and Moses in the halves. Campbell Gillard, Paulo is starting props with Reed Marnie. Sean Lane, Nia Corey, and Nathan Brown in the second row and lock with Ryan Madison. Um, not named, still coming over concussion right after I put him into my fantasy team. Andrew Davey, Ray Stone, Kane Evans, Oregon, Kafusi on the interchange. And Takarangi on the reserves. And last time... Um, Ray Stone was known on the interchange and tackling on the reserves. They switched beforehand, so you probably expect the same to happen. I'm going power. I again think this is like the Roos game. If you if you're gonna have a chance of getting parrots this week, they've been off. They haven't been great the last couple of rounds. I'm still gonna tip them till someone proves it wrong. I think Sharks have enough quality to be able to do that. It's where they get it all together. Matt Moylan back is a plus, um, but now you've got a running half. And you've got two running halves. Whereas uh, Johnson and Townsend work really well because Johnson runs, Townsend stays put. 
I do like the fact that they kept Will Kennedy at fullback when Moylan came back. Uh, I'm going to go Eels, but I'm not going to be surprised in an upset here. Mm. All right, value bets, and we're done, buddy. Okay, you go yours first. Still kiss Madison on being there, sure. Um, what do you got? First, it means you've got yours ready, right? No, I have not. No, I had my saved. Oh, there it is. So mine is in the um, Cronulla-Parramatta game, actually. I've got Cronulla covering the um, the line at... Oh, it's not as big. Yeah, it's six and a half now. It was a bit higher than that um, before. But I've got Cronulla covering the line at six and a half. And, oh, what was the other one? Try scorer. Oh, man. I had it saved here. There it is. Uh, with Will Kennedy scoring a try. Okay, so I have um, Broncos to win. I have Katoni Staggs anytime try scorer. I have Latrell Mitchell anytime try scorer. Twenty-five dollars. Yeah, it could happen. Yeah. Latrell's twenty-five dollars. That's not too bad. Latrell's been passing more than scoring, but yeah, but look, he. He, all he has to do is hold on to it once and he'll score. Like, he, he does have the talent to do it. Oh, that's true. Yeah, so mine's a bit of a much safer bet than yours, unless I wanted to up it a little bit. No, I'm good. Uh, we'll recover and then... If I put that into Cronulla winning as well. Yep, good. And I'll keep that covering the line with Will Kennedy to score, be an anytime try scorer. Uh, that's us for this week. Uh, well, for this episode, sorry. Good luck coming into round 13. Um, some big games for those fringing on the top eight. Um, like we said with Kieran, the top four have actually got a, a bit of a, a gap over fifth place um, at the moment. Sorry. It was the top three have got a gap over top four, uh, over four. Two, two win gap there. So Eels have a four point buffer over Roosters and Raiders going into this round. But interestingly, from sixth through to ninth, there's only two point difference between the Sharks, Knights, Rabbitohs, and Seagulls. So a lot on the line for those teams. West Tigers, depending on other results, could jump all the way into the eight from 10th um, if Rabbitohs and Seagulls both lose and Tigers win. So there could be a bit of movement um, going on and either the Cowboys or the Titans will be able to put themselves two wins above bottom um, considering they play each other. So lot, lots, lots still to happen in this round. Uh, good luck to your teams. And again, thank you to everybody for tuning in. Continue to uh, share, rate and review us on uh, iTunes, Apple Pod, and Spotify. Jump on the YouTube, have a look on there. We're going to get the latest videos up as soon as possible. And other than that, we'll talk to you guys Monday or Tuesday morning. See ya. Bye.
Thank you for tuning in to Six Again. Connect with the show on Twitter, Instagram, and the Six Again website. All links via the show's bio. Be sure to check out Adam's Craft Beer Choice of the Week.